Anything combat with Johnny K. Well, it's anything combat, though. Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat Show, wherein we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined by a special guest, the karate combat fighter. He was a 10-year state champion in Wushu, and he has six national titles in Wushu. He's probably the number one ranked uh, Pakistani Wushu uh, fighter in the world. Please welcome Shazeb Arind, also known as King. How are you today, King? Uh, thank you, brother. I'm very good. Thank you for inviting me to your show. Uh, it's a pleasure to be in your show, and thank you so much. Do you like fighting in the ring or the pit more so? Which one do you like better? Uh, I like both. I want to fight like every stage. Like pit is a different kind of experience, and uh, cage is a different kind of experience, and the ring is different kind. And the Sanda platform is different kind. So every platform is like different, but pit is like my favorite one. Uh, I want to fight in pit because pit is made for me. Like, you know, it's my style. Everything is made for me. So pit is like uh, something unique, something new. And I ne- I had never experienced uh, fighting in pit. So it was great experience. And I lo- love fighting in pit. What did you have more experience in? Uh, mostly uh, I fought in like Sanda fights. It's a different kind of platform. Like uh, Sanda platform is different like from ring. It's not a ring. It's like a ring. It's uh, like uh, above the floor, but it doesn't have like ropes. So it's different kind of uh, ring. So and I train in a cage too. Like now I am uh, moved to MMA fights. So now I'm training in cage. So everything is has a different kind of, you know, specialty. I believe there's different parts of Wushu, like there's, you know, your Sanda, but there's also the the other one. Have you ever trained in the other one? Uh, which one? So, um, you know how like Sanda and Wushu, they have that um, cousin basically that is about like the knives and the swords. So yeah, have you ever yeah. done that? You, yeah, you're talking about Taolo. In, in Kung Fu, there is two things. Like one is Sanda, Sanda is called like fighting. And Sanda is like fights, and the other one is Taolo. And Taolo, you have to like you know, it's a demo. You like uh, do some Taolo, and you do uh, fight, play with swords and sticks, like for everything. I did, uh, you know, during training I play with them, but not mostly. Like I didn't compete with them, but my mostly my game was uh, Sanda uh, fighting, which is called fighting. When did you move to Miami? What was the story behind this? Uh, bro, it is a long story. Uh, I moved to Miami like last uh, this February, like 2023. Before that, it was like uh, a lot of like you know hardships and a lot of things. Back in Pakistan, I was like national champion for a very long time, and uh, after that, I found a very good management, like gold management, uh, the best management in the world. So I approached them, and they saw my fights and they watched my fights. Before that, I fought in uh, one championship as well, like. Uh, two three times my opponents got uh, backed out for like last moment so uh, i had a lot of experience in sanda kickboxing and uh, i know uh, in, in uh, you know like you know in the sports like uh, combat sports so i approached them and they were very happy to like you know see my achievements and they were very excited to brought me here but after that it was a very long journey like to get my visa because i'm from pakistan uh, to get American visa, it's very hard. So we uh, like we started like campaign for donation, like you know, to donate me because it it was like uh, 
a lot of funds. So uh, thank God, uh, my manager, she worked very hard. It was like one year, uh, like, you know, uh, talking like one year, like uh, thinking about what to do, like how to get me here. So after that one year, uh, finally in February, I got to Miami. I saw that when you, you just brought up your one championship experience, when I was looking at your, your accomplishments, I saw that, of course, you were very accomplished uh, with Sander. But then when I saw your time in one championship, I found it interesting that um, you you unfortunately lost that fight. But now looking into your career, you've had so much more success. And when I looked at your age, I saw you're, that you're still a young fighter. So do you think that you rushed going into that level of competition? And do you think that if you were to go back there now with the experience that you've had, you think you, that you would have more success? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, back then, I was not, I had no like coaches. Like I was training by myself. And uh, before uh, my one tip, yeah, no coaches. Yeah, no, no coach. No, I was watching YouTube videos, learning from YouTube videos, like you know, techniques and doing my own exercises, like you know, managing my own schedule. And there was no guy for holding mitts for me. Like you know, I was doing doing everything. I had no manager. I was uh, managing my fights as well. And the last fight, I, he was a like bare knuckle, uh, he was like lightweight world champion. So he had a lot of big fight. And in one championship, he was like best kickboxer uh, tournament he fought in that too. He has a lot of experiences and a lot of fights. But I got the fight in uh, like two two weeks notice. Like, you know, it was like not like uh, full training camp. It was just two weeks notice and I was training by myself. And, you know, like it's very hard if you don't have coaches, you don't have like you know um, team with you so it will be very hard for you but still i'm happy like i uh got the and i was winning the fight and i did very good and I, still i see i i watch my fights i i feel like you know proud of myself because uh i had no one but now i have everyone like my manager my coach uh, i have a whole team behind me good shared academy so now i'm ready for anything why did you take that fight on two weeks notice uh, because I was hungry for fights, uh, wherever I can get fights, I had to, you know, take the fight. So it was like, just to fight. It was my dream to just like, you know, fight everywhere, like everyone. Like, I don't, I don't care like you are world champion or whatever you are. I don't care. I, I just need fight, you know. So that's why I took it. Bro, your English is very good. You told me that you're been in America for seven months now. So, how long did it take you to learn English? Were you learning English in Pakistan as well? Uh, in Pakistan, it was not so good, but uh, like you know, in first time I came here, like it was like a lot of struggle, like you know, we're talking with people. So I had to like uh, you know improve my English. So I started like talking more to people. Like now it's not good, but getting better. Like you know. Most people, when they do MMA, it's like, it's a step up in competition. It's a scary sport. It's the hardest sport. It's definitely the hardest sport. When people started doing bare knuckle MMA, uh, that was a, that's another level above, right? So when I saw that out of your, your first MMA fight was bare knuckle, all I thought to myself was, this guy is definitely crazy. He's definitely crazy. So... So why did you choose to do your first MMA fight uh, in bare knuckle rules? Bro, I told you I am hungry for fights. Wherever I can get the chance, I, I will jump 
to the opportunity i will not miss any opportunity and one more thing like i uh, like you know it was my first bare knuckle fight and my uh, first mma fight in my career and i didn't train for it. like you know i just moved to miami i started training mma here before that i was like thunder fighter kickboxing fighter i had no experience about grappling anything no jiu jitsu zero jiu jitsu zero grappling just like striking you know so when i came here my manager just uh, told me like uh, she has a opportunity for me then i was in pakistan after my karate combat fight i went back to visit my family uh, pakistan so i was there so she called me like you know uh, shahad we have a good opportunity for you so uh, what what do you think so they were scared like my coach and my manager they were scared uh, to take the fight to take the risk but i told them i'm re- i will be ready for right now i'm not ready but i will be ready for that after that i came back to america like in june uh, yeah july july i came back to america i started my grappling classes with my coach because my coach is like uh, you know top level he knows everything he is a uh, martial arts like you know guru we call it in our language guru so he is a guru so he taught me very well i took like uh, i take like 8 am every day like i was training too much like you know 8 am 10 12 the whole day i was training and it was like very scary like in uh, sparring i was do- not doing the best like you know i was getting beaten by my other colleagues uh, in the gym so i was very like you know frustrated i couldn't sleep in the nights because of you know thinking too much like uh, why i'm like you know not good in grappling so i started like you know learning more 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 stuff like from youtube from there from there from everyone like you know so after that my game got become better and you see like my first bare knuckle mma fight i smashed him in the first round i finished the guy and he had like 14 fights like in mma professional 14 fights and uh, compared to me i had zero and the competitor was uh, she was telling like you know it's no no match up for uh, for me because i was like zero my debut fight and he had like a uh, professional 14 fights so you know uh i'm the best and i proved it how many fights have you had total in your career amateur and professional uh i have a lot of fights like in kickboxing but not in mma i have uh, 75 uh wins you know in amateur i had a lot of fights like i i couldn't remember in thunder how many fights i have like you know uh, since i was 8 years old i was fighting like you know everywhere like this this gym this gym like you know go to the other gym fight with them like you know and there was a state championships uh like every like you know three months four months so i was fighting in every state championship since my childhood so i have a lot of fights do you think that kickboxers that learn grappling like to just stop the takedown and then go into MMA as a very high level kickboxer and then apply their kickboxing to MMA do you think that there's going to be more people that do that from your Muay Thai from your kickboxing that do that to win MMA belts we've just seen Alex Pereira do it and he's got another chance to do it um in a couple couple weeks time which I do believe he's going to win so I think that kickboxers are having way more success now I think it's just your style change that people um it's it's a very difficult relationship because grapplers come into the sport and it's um it's easy for them to you know take, get the take uh, get the ground and pound going but 
they that was a time and place where the strikers were struggling with the grappling, but now that grappling's so accessible, it's almost like kickboxers are now taking over. Yeah, because you know, bro, now MMA is like very top level. Like you know, before that there was like only grapplers. The the kickboxers were not training MMA, so they just come to fight in MMA and they got beaten. Like you know, now kickboxers just need to like def- uh, learn the defense, and they will be very good. Like you, you, you have the examples. And they can like, you know, it's like, it's MMA is not just a ground game. It's like whole game. You have to work on your uh, striking. You have to work on your grappling. You have to work on your jiu-jitsu. So if you combine everything, your wrestling, everything combines, then you will be a complete fighter, you know. Then everyone will watch you and you will be a great fighter. So I think kickboxers are very good. Like, you know, they are entertainment. They just need to learn the grappling and jiu-jitsu. Uh, wrestling, then they will be like you know better fighter than everyone. You were basically saying about Sander, right? I want to ask you. So when you look at Muay Thai, that it's such a clinch heavy sport, and the clincher is so easily adopted into MMA. Is Sander good at clinching? Because from what I've seen personally, I would say that's one part of MMA and just the game in general that they're kind of lacking in. So are you trying to focus on that? No, uh, bro, so Sanda is a complete game. I told you, like, in Sanda, you have boxing. Your boxing is good. You you have uh, kicks. Your kicking is good. And you have wrestling. Uh, main thing is kickboxers don't have wrestler, wrestling. So we have wrestling because in Sanda, you have to take him down. Like, you, you do wrestling. You take him down for five seconds. You know, uh, you have five seconds to take him down. So it's like very fast game. So uh, our wrestling is there. Our boxing is there. Our striking is everything is there. We just need to learn, like, uh, grappling, you know, ground game. So, that's it. I think we are, like, uh, Sanda fighters are, compared to kickboxer, are very good, like, because kickboxer need to uh, work on their wrestling, you know, take down defenses, take downs, and everything. But uh, in Sanda, we can, like, you know, do takedowns as well, and we can defend the takedowns. So, it's uh, more similar to MMA. With with Sanda, do you think it's more important they've focused more so on like the takedown out aspect with the wrestling instead of like your judo from that clinch position, the judo trips and the takedowns from the clinch? Because that's one area that I keep on seeing um, kickboxers lack in. The second it hits the clinch, their, their grappling is mitigated because they can't shoot out on the open. Yeah, I, I got your point. But in Sanda, we do clinch. We have clinch. In Sanda, we can clinch. Like, you know, uh, so our clinch, uh, from clinch, we go for wrestling, you know, takedowns. So our clinch is more better than kickboxers. Yeah, definitely kickboxers don't have, like, clinch. And they don't clinch, like, you know. And when you clinch them, they will be, like, scared uh, in a way. Like, you know, you clinch them, you can go for uh, takedowns. So compared to kickboxing, Sanda has clinch uh too like you know you can clinch and go for wrestling takedowns can you tell me about your wrestling and jiu-jitsu and ground and pound and also can you tell me about your coach you told me that he's the best why is he good uh, what accomplishments does he have in grappling uh, my coach he uh, Asim Zaidi he trained with uh, the top guys in the world like uh, you talking about Royce because he was a UFC champion yeah Royce yeah he, he, he trained with uh, my coach trained with Royce Gracie he was how long did he tra- how long did he train train with Gracie for? He he got like black belt from uh, Gracie, I think. 
he got his uh, black belt from Royce Gracie, my coach Asim Zaidi, and he trained with uh, George St. Pierre. Royce Gracie sent him to George St. Pierre, and he trained like a lot of like legends. And he is the best, you know. Every in MMA, he is best in MMA. He knows everything, you know. We train a lot of different techniques. I I have never seen it in my life. So it's very good. You know, you you because you saw me like uh, for three four months. I am like MMA fighter now. I fought in Bernal MMA because my coach uh, taught me a lot of things. So I'm now better in MMA. Let me ask you about your BJJ. What belt are you right now? Uh, no, I'm not on belt. I, our gym is like uh, MMA gym. We don't have belt system in our gym. Why not? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> My coach doesn't believe in belt system. So should there be? Oh well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't believe in a belt system, do you believe that maybe there should be belt systems for kickboxing? Uh, no, I don't think. Belt doesn't matter, like, you know, belt is nothing, like, it doesn't describe you. Because kickboxers are, like, a professional fighter, they are training, like, 15 years, 16 years, so it doesn't matter, like, how for belt. Uh, it matters is your title, like, you know, your title is, like, how many titles you have, how many world titles you have, how many, uh, like, continent titles you have, that's matter. What world title do you want? Do you want that karate combat belt? Yeah, my next goal is to become a karate world champion. Then after that, my goal is to become a world uh, MMA world champion. Where do you think you'll go in MMA first? Uh, I'm thinking like big leagues, like, you know, UFC. And uh, UFC is my main goal. So I'll be there very soon. I saw that you fought in so many different, um, like, um fighting rules have you ever thought about maybe doing a no glove left way fight uh no gloves left way yeah no no i'm just i just want to do now now i just want to do mma fights because my goal is to become an mma fighter so after that uh we'll think about it but right now my goal is to become a karate combat world champion after that uh become a uh, mma world champion so that's what yeah i'm thinking about how much time have you been putting into your grappling and um, what what can you tell me about it? Like, at what level is it at right now? Uh, bro, we train, like, in Goldschild Academy is the best academy in the world. Uh, UFC fighters come and train with us. They finish their training camps uh, in our gym. Mark, uh, Mark uh, he fought, uh, like, two weeks ago and he won. And he finished his uh, uh, training camp in our gym. And he was my training partner. I was like, you know, uh, sparring with him, training with him. So there are a lot of UFC fighters who come and train in our gym. And we have like two girls, uh, Jillian. She has the most uh, submissions in UFC history, uh, girls division history. She, she is our fighter. Uh, she trains in our fight. So my uh, our gym is the best gym. And I train like a lot. Our fighters are trained a lot. So in the morning, we have 8 a.m. private class where only pros can, you know, learn techniques, uh, ground game. After that, we have 10 a.m. Uh, grappling, you know, technique class. After that, we have 10 rounds uh, grappling, wrestling, you know, 10 rounds, like, uh, for, like, 10 minutes, uh, 11 to 12. After that, we have evening classes, we train at evening. So, all the day we train, like, and three days uh, in a week, we, uh, we do fights in a cage, like, you know, the spot in cage. 
So it's the best training. So with the, with that training, so I was looking into Hamzat Shamayev, right? And he was saying that he was training like five, six times a um, a day or some shit like that. Something absurd, right? So when he fought, when he fought Kamara Usman recently, his cardio wasn't the best, right? In that fight, even though it was such a fast-paced fight, do you think people that train that many times a day, do you think that they're not training hard enough? And that if you trained hard enough with um, like a ridiculous uh, emphasis on cardiovascular uh, conditioning, do you think that you could train less and get the same results or even better results? Uh, no, bro. You if you train less, you can't get the results. It's all about. No, I'm saying like if yeah. you, I'm saying like if you train less, but in those can in those sessions instead of training five, you train two, but in those two you're going even harder because when you push past your limits, it's like it's like running. It's like if you go for a jog, you're not going to improve your cardio. If you go for a run and you're struggling through the run, you're going to improve your cardio. If you sprint, your cardio is going to be uh, amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I understand your point, but there is like no, uh, in fact, you, only, you don't need only like cardio. There are a lot of things like you need techniques, you need like, you know, a lot of things. So uh, just working on your cardio, it will you will not like uh, win the fights. You have to improve on your like we do like we do repetitions like you know repeat the thing like one technique repeated for thousand times, hundred times like you know that's how you get better. Like if you do uh, in in one day you do one uh, one technique a day and then you do it for two times like you know and the other guy he's doing it five times a day. So what do you think who will be the best? So you know, everything is repetition. The more you put hours in the mat, the more you get better. And uh, in fight, you you uh, you need like you know techniques. You always need technique. You don't need power. Like you can't you can rely on your technique, but you can't rely on your power because the other guy if the other guy uh, has a good technique and you have a good uh, you have a lot of power, the other guy will beat you because you know you have to uh, maintain everything like your power. You have to work on your strength training. You have to work on your cardio training. And you have to work on your techniques, like you know, and you have to work on repetition. Then you will be get better, like you know. So, like we do, we do like uh, three days a, a week. We do spar, and in sparring, you like you know, working on your cardio because uh, there are jogging, running. It 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 is different thing, like you know, if you you are fighting, it's different thing. So we fight like a real fight, like you know, we do like three minutes, four minutes, uh, five minutes, three rounds, like you know, every every. Th- uh, three days uh, in a week so it's like uh, your fight cardio after that the rest of days we do our repetitions and we do grappling classes it's also for your cardio and for your strength so you know you have to work on everything do you ever do water resistance training uh what do you ever do water resistance training like swimming punching in water using weights in water no 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 i don't believe in that why not uh, no, I don't believe in that because uh, fight is different. Like, you know, you, in a fight, you are not like swimming, you know. In a fight, you are like fighting, like, you know, you're throwing punches, you're throwing kicks. So it's different thing. Like every mu- part of your body, every muscle has like, you know, uh, different in fight. It's working like all, all things together. The best thing is you do, you have to do like wrestling, a lot of wrestling. Then it, it, it's for like fight, you know, fight training. 
Tell me about your dealings with Jorge Masvidal's promotion. Did you think it was high quality? And what was it like dealing with his team? Yeah, bro. Jorge Masvidal League is amazing league. And Dink Dool is a... Jorge Masvidal is an amazing guy. Uh, you know, he uh, take care of fighters and their organization is so amazing. Everything is so organized. Everything is so good. Dean uh, Tool, he's such a nice guy. And uh, George Masvidal, I met with him and he was super good. And he gave me a lot of motivation before fight. You know, after uh, before fight, he backstage, he uh, gave a speech. And like, you know, it was a very good speech. And after that, I got pumped to, to get in the ring. Just match the guy because... And he was like the whole week, he was like supporting us and telling us like, you know, uh, like everything, like, you know, I learned a lot of, a lot of things from him and it was such a great experience and uh, hope so I will fight back there soon. You think you'll go back to the bare knuckle MMA? Yeah, I have a plans. Uh, I will go back to a bare knuckle MMA. Every single time I see your face offs, you, uh, it looks heated. It's entertaining, but it looks heated. Have you ever disliked an opponent? Uh, bro, uh, your opponent, he agreed to fight you. It means like he he, he want to like, you know, uh, take your name. It's fight. You have to be, uh, you know, he's your enemy now. You have to, he, he agreed to fight you. So you have to fight him back. So uh, it's not like, you know, we are friends like we, we like meet, like, you know, like it's good but after fight it's good you can be like you know good to him but before a fight you can't because he's your enemy he agreed to fight and he uh, and he wants to kill you like you know so it doesn't make sense you have to be like aggressive and you have to be uh, take him as your enemy one fighter's style that is really underrated that is an older style that people haven't really like they've forgotten about is that really like i think it's like kyokushin karate it's the it's the bus rooting style where the power punches are coming from both yeah. both both hands i really like the style he's a great fighter i saw you uh talking to him uh did he teach you anything and what have you taken from his style to implement into your game yeah before uh, we had a session he trained me like uh, we had a, a before my fight we had a very good session and you saw the video uh, we were training together like you know uh, punching he taught me a lot of things like you know his game is very good like he t- tells you like no movements like you know different things like head punch body body head 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 body like you know different kind of like you know mixture of everything so I think it's very good and it uh, in fight it works a lot because sometimes you know people you throw jab on your face on the face he knows like the other jab is coming but you go for body then you go for face, then it will be like difficult for him, look, you know, to understand your combination. So it's very good. He taught me a lot of things and uh, I'm improving everything. Like, you know, I, I'm i learning from everyone, like from Jory Masvidal, from uh, Boss Rutan, from everyone. Whoever gives me something, I implement, uh, I take his, like, you know, uh, take it and implement, uh, implement it on my game. So my game is improving, that's why. So it's very good, yeah. One fighter that I want to ask you about if they've helped you at all is uh, Mike Perry dancing. Did he help you with your dancing techniques? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike, before my fight, uh, yeah, uh, there, uh, my fight day in karate combat, he came to our gym. He visited us and he came to teach me. Like, you know, he, he taught me some few steps, like few techniques. 
and he just came for me like you know before my fight he came for me and teach me some techniques and watch me like you know training and he was uh, very happy like he said like you are very good like you know he teach me a lot of he said like we are you are like me like same like aggressive like you know so it's good I learned a lot of uh, few techniques from him like you know so yeah what's so interesting is that you two are kind of similar you've been in the game for a decent amount of time now but Mike Perry is still young and you're also still young so you guys haven't hit your prime yet at all even though that you're still on that level you still haven't hit your prime so that's exciting to see where that's going to go what do you think about Mike Perry's career do you think he gets that bare knuckle belt yeah yeah Mike Perry is a beast he's an amazing fighter he, he will get the belt yeah I think because he's very good fighter he's unpredictable like you know he has like uh like you know cardio very good cardio and he has a lot of power like you know if he, he, he hits you like you know one shot then you are done he is I think he's the uh, he will get the title easily. Do you like bare knuckle fighting championships, the BKFC? Do you think it's a good promotion? Uh, yeah, but uh, I like the, the Gambard FC more. Like, you know, it's MMA fight. And, like, you know, whole game, uh, they have like bare knuckle MMA. So, uh, Gambard FC is an amazing league and very good league. I love it. Do you think bare knuckle is having like a kind of sort of resurgence and it's getting really popular? You've got for your kickboxing, you've got your left way for your boxing, you've got your bare knuckle boxing in there, MMA. you got Jorge Masvidal, one of the biggest names in the sport, opening up his own promotion. He wouldn't have done that unless he thought that there was a massive potential for it. And as you can see, it's growing really quickly. So do you think that will grow even more? Yeah, it's just the beginning. He just did like two events, three events. So it's like in the beginning, when I was fighting in there, the arena was like, you know, the, the people, the, the lot of people and they were loving it. Like, you know, it's like uh, very good energy and very like, you know, a lot of energy and a lot of people are like, you know, coming to, because they don't know about Gambard FC. When they saw the fights, then they will like, you know, watching it more like, you know, it's amazingly because it's an MMA fight. MMA is like fastest growing sports in the world. And Gambard uh, FC, they don't have like uh, it's bare knuckle, so I think uh, it will be bigger, like a lot, you know, more bigger than every every other sports. I've seen some of your fights where some people have either dropped you and you've had to get back up, but then you've had to just maul them, and it's been absolute war. What was the single hardest fight from your whole career? Uh, bro, every fight is different. Like you know, every fight has every fighter has a different kind of uh, style, different kind of experience, and uh, every fighter is different. You know, and I had a lot of tough fights. You know, back in my country, and I I've been fighting like my since my childhood, like you know, my whole life, and I fought in like very good guys, like in Sanda, world champion, uh, one championship, uh, good fighters. So. Every fight, I learn a lot of things. Like you know, I learn how to improve myself. Like you know, uh, how you know if you get too much confident in yourself, like too much, like you know, overconfident, then you can hit, can get hit. Like you know, so I have learned this, and uh, now I'm balancing everything. Like you know, uh, everything. Like you know, don't be overconfident. Like you know, uh, don't uh, take uh, the opponent like you know easy. So. Every every fight teaches me a lot of things to how to improve. 
Sander is actually moving quite well in MMA right now. I like the trajectory. So we have Umar Namagamedov and Usman Namagamedov, and they are implementing, even though they don't have a Sander style, they are implementing really good Sander kicks. And from there, they're finding a lot of success in MMA. There's you, right, who a champion who's uh, making his way through MMA, and we'll see we'll see what accomplishments you get. Um, Zabit Magnamari Sharipov did really, really well, but unfortunately, Muslim Salikov. Yeah, you would say Muslim Salikov as well. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he's in UFC now. So, so we have all these fighters that are Sander fighters that are. Or also all fighters that are implementing Sander techniques. Do you think we're going to see more of these? And also, why haven't we seen at more Sander fighters? Um, bro, like now Sander fighters are uh, getting to MMA. Before that, they were just fighting in Sander because Sander is so fast game. Like it's so good. Like you know, uh, amazing sports. Like you know, it's very fast. Like it's like kickboxing, but it's like uh, you have takedowns in it. Like you know, wrestling in it. And it's so fast game, like, you know, it's like two minute rounds, but it's like very fast. So, uh, a lot of now, now, uh, the Sanda fighters are moving to MMA. Now, you, in few years, you will see everyone will be, a lot of Sanda fighters will be world champions. Like, you know, before that, they were not like, you know, uh, they were not liking MMA. But now, they are moving to MMA. So, I think it will be like, well, and we have Muslim Salikov. He he is Sanda world champion and he is now in UFC. He has a lot of fights in UFC and he finishes guys in first round, like, you know, first first round. So, uh, you you will see him soon uh, fighting with Hamzat uh, and everyone, like, you know, big names. So, yeah, so Sanda game is very good, like, you know, for MMA. Uh, now the fighters are switching. It will be a lot of Sanda fighters in MMA. Who originally got you into MMA to start? Uh, what? Who got you into MMA like um, your Sander career and and martial arts in general? Who was it that uh, put you into martial arts? Uh, yes, uh, I my family put me like you know my father uh, he has a um, martial arts history uh, like he he was doing taekwondo uh, training like you know for quite few time like sometimes and my brother big yeah. Uh, uh, younger brother he was also a fighter and he is also like you know uh, interview university champion and my older brother he is also like you know very good he is also like state champion so my family was in into sports and in the like you know in childhood i uh, in the beginning like i was like eight years old i started martial arts bro did you think that getting into sanda and having those fights as a child do you think that benefited you or do you think that detrimented you and um, what was the what was the sports um, conditions like? Were were they allowed to have head strikes as a child? Uh, Sanda, yeah, Sanda improved. Uh, have uh, like you know uh, improved my game a lot. It gave me a lot of like you know experiences. Like a lot of now in fight, I have a lot of experience. Sometimes the other guy is better than me, but I beat him with my experience. So it helps me a lot. But uh, when uh, when we were training in back in Pakistan, we were training on like you know floor. There was no mat on the ground. We were like just uh, dropping each other like you know on the wrestling, to, uh, put him on my shoulders and drop him on the floor. So it was very hard journey, bro. Like you know, it was very tough. Like we had no like you know shin guards, no head guard. We just had gloves 
and just like smashing each other like for like the whole like three minutes, four minutes, like you know, there was no not stopping, like you know, we were hitting each other in the face, like you know, power shots and taking each other on, throwing on the floor, like you know, uh, no mats, nothing. So it was uh, very hard, like, and it uh, we were like running outside on the mountains, like. So it got me, yeah. It, it's it gets you tougher, like gets you better. Where are you originally from in Pakistan? Uh, I'm from Balochistan. Uh, Where's that located? Uh, it's uh, Balochistan is near to Afghanistan border, and it's like a mountain area. Like everywhere there is a mount mountain, like you know, covered in mountain. So Balochistan, yeah. I'm from Balochistan. Did you go running on the mountains? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we because in 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 our city it like uh, there is no tracks like you know you have no tracks uh, you you ha- rather you have to run on the roads or you have to go to the mountains so that's why I w- I was like just running on the mountains like training in the mountains yeah uh, so there were no like stadiums no grounds nothing like you know we were just like uh, sometimes uh, training outside you know outside in the ground and it was like uh, Nothing like in cluster was zero. So yeah, that is it gets you better. Sometimes we were running outside like without shoes, like you know, run on the uh, jogging. There was no track on the roads. We were running on the roads, and there were no shoes. Like yeah, it gets you a lot of better. Like you know, now you have yeah everything. Like you know, everything is like so good. Like you have a lot of uh, things, a lot of equipments. Like you know, everything. Do you think if Stephen Wonderboy Thompson went to karate combat, do you think he would get the belt even after his MMA career? Yeah, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, I met with him and he invited us to his home to, you know, for some time after my fight. And I think he is the, like, you know, great guy and he, this, this game is like uh, karate, like, you know, karate style. So he will get the belt easily. One thing I do have to say, let's talk about that karate distance managing. The more people are tapping into that distance that karate has and that timing of karate, that is one hole in people's MMA boxing, MMA kickboxing that they don't have. They have the they have the understanding of the techniques, but the timing of the techniques is the mo- is one of the most underrated tools in the game. And we've seen Wonderboy knock down Vicente Luque with timing, constantly catch people as they're coming in. Do you think, um, have you been focusing on timing? Yeah, uh, my main goal is to uh, cover the distance and my timing. And my timing is getting very improved. Like, you know, with my kicks, I'm improving my timing. And karate stance is very, like, you know, their footwork is so good. Like, you know, they are very fast. Like, they come inside, hit you, and they get back. Like, you know, their style is like, for MMA fighter, it's like, it's kind of like very like you know different kite. You you will not judge them like you know if you fire fighting with karate guys. So their stance is very good. Like they are very fast and they unexpected. Like you know some they throw something unexpectedly. You do not uh, expect it. So uh, I'm improving. Like you know uh, as I told you, like I'm taking notes from everywhere. Like you know uh, I'm learning from uh, uh, what do you say wrestlers. I'm learning from uh, karate, karate styles, like, you know, karate stances, because the stances is very fast, like, you know, they hit you and get back. And I'm learning from uh, uh, every every style. 
George St. Pierre said that. He said that the only reason that his wrestling was good was because he knew the timing with the karate stance. So all he did is all of his wrestling entries were just karate entries and then turning it into wrestling. And as you saw, he's, in my opinion, the be- the best MMA fighters to ever live. So um, do you think that people are not copying this because it's just really difficult to do? Or do you think that um, more people are trying to implement this into their game? Yeah, the smart people will implement the, you know, implement it. But some people are there, like, they don't want to, like, you know, work hard. Like, you know, their style is, like, uh, from childhood, it was, like, same stars. They don't want to change their style. So, I think smart people will, you know, uh, change their, like, you know, they improve their game. Uh, if you're smart, then you can, like, you know, uh, uh, improve new things. Well, I think karate combat is going to be huge. I think it's going to be a serious player in the game. And, dude... If, if it keeps going the way it's going, it's going to be up there with one championship's uh, kickboxing like popularity. So where do you see Karate Combat going? Uh, bro, after Dana Brown, the new president of Karate Combat, he's taking over. Like, he's, like, amazing. He's, he know everything. Like, you know, he's organizing Karate Combat. After his, like, first uh, championship, he brought, like, millions of views just on face-off. Like, you know, so I think after now, it's, like, rebellion. Now the karate combat will be like uh, huge, like you know, it will be everywhere. Like it's already like you know, getting like twelve million views on Twitter, like fifteen million views on Twitter, like you know. So they have good views, but now it's improving. Like after my fight, like uh, in uh, after my fight in Pakistan, there were like stadiums, huge stadiums, and people people were sitting uh, on the stadiums to watch like live my fights, you know. And it was like 4 a.m. in the morning uh, in Pakistan. So people will love it. People are loving it. And they they love it. Like, you know, it's it just need to be, uh, just, they just need to see it. Like, you know, if one time they see it, then it, they will like, you know, uh, get into it. So it's Dude. proving, yeah. And after like, I uh, after a few years, you will see like, Karate Combat will be huge organization. I thought Sandal was only like a Chinese thing. And then you're telling me that it's in Pakistan as well, which I actually didn't know. So how big is it in Pakistan? And and yeah, how big is it in Pakistan? Yeah, in Pakistan, it's very big. Like, you know, everyone loves it. Like there were a lot of people are like training, like, you know, in every state, there are people like, you know, training Sandal. And in our city, like, there are a lot of gyms, like, more than 200, like, gyms in one, like, you know, small city. So, in Pakistan, it's very popular. And, and like, you know, in Asian countries, everywhere. Sanda is everywhere. So, you told me about your endeavor earlier in one championship, but that was a kickboxing fight. You're telling me that you want a pathway and do more MMA competitions. Would you ever go back to one championship specifically for MMA? Uh, uh, yeah, they are like approaching. They are trying to like, you know, give me fights. But right now, my goal is to, you know, I told you like, if I see there's a good opportunity, I can jump into it. Like, you know, I will not wait for, like, if I get any good opportunity, I will go. Then it, it depends like uh, what we will like, you know, our manager thing and what we will take. So we'll see, like, you know, it's on us now. How important is it for you to represent Pakistan? 
yeah it's a lot of, it's a very important for me because i am first pakistani you know fighter to represent in america so i had my like you know first fight in america and there is no pakistani fighter uh, like you know fighting in america america is a, a hub of sports like you know it's a home of sports so it's very big like and they were very, they are very happy like you know uh, my after my first fight second fight they are like so happy and it's like good for me like you know they are like frustrated like you know uh, and they're like you know a lot of their uh, situation a lot of problems they are facing every day like a lot of problems my win give them happiness so i'm happy like you know they are because my win is like you know give a smile on their face so i'm happy and i'm doing for them like for my people uh, so they need it so that's why i'm not doing it just for myself i'm doing it for my whole country for my people like you know i just want to see them like be happy and they they like you know be proud of their fighter like you know they they can say people to like we have a fighter like you know from pakistan pakistan is like has great fighters so that's my goal so so do, it, yeah. do you think that your success will cause more pakistanis to get into mma uh, yeah, there are a lot of Pakistani MMA fighters and uh, they have very good, like, you know, Pakistani fighters. There are a lot of good Pakistani fighters, but they're underrated. Like, you know, they don't have opportunities like me. I got opportunity to come here. So now people know me. Before that, I, I was same guy. I was fighting same, like, you know, uh, I had a lot of fights, but nobody knew me. Like, uh, yeah, people knew me in Pakistan, like, you know, in Asian country, but in America, nobody. Now I, the world know me, like, you know, it just needs opportunities uh pakistani people have a lot of good fighters so they just need opportunities and they will shine so you're saying that the pakistani mma scene and combat sports scene is underrated who do you see uh right now that you're impressed with that you think is going to do very well yeah there are a lot of fighters bro. like a lot of good fighters uh i like you know very good good fighters they just uh, need to like you know fight uh more and get more experience then they will be like you know uh, on the top there are a lot of fighters i made reference sorry sorry go on dog yeah in my baluchistan there are a lot of fighters in sandra they are very good like you know they are very top top class fighters they they fought like 100 times 200 times like you know state level national levels international levels but i think they will be like you know if they got opportunity they will be uh, big name. In the Azuz fight, I saw that you got dropped. What was going through your head during that time? Were you actually hurt, or was it more of a trip? Oh, uh, I know. Uh, in the yeah, it was my like you know first ten seconds of my fight. Uh, he dropped me with a right hook, so I got cut here. So I I got dropped. It was like tough. I I, I was taking it too easy, like you know. So yeah, that was. Uh, tough fire, tough punch. If there was no uh, and uh, someone else, he he will be like you know, uh, lost the fight. But I never like I I saw there are a lot of Pakistani people like you know they are they came for me to watch my fight and they they are shouting my name like everywhere. The arena was full of Pakistani people, so they gave me motivation. Uh, so the arena was full of Pakistani people. They gave me motivation. And I was thinking about them, like, you know, if I lose, it will be, like, uh, bad for me. Like, you know, everyone would say, like, he lost, like, in first round. So they got me back up, like, you know, 
I got back up and I was thinking all the time like you know uh, everyone is watching me my family is watching me back in my country like my country is watching me there are a lot of people I can't lose like you know so I was like uh, uh, dizzy but I got up and I beat like you know beat him like beat the shit out of him <laughs> so second first round I beat him second round the whole round was mine third round the whole round was mine uh, so yeah I got back up and uh, so it's better for me like you know I understand like how powerful I am like my, how powerful my mind is I can do everything like you know if I get dropped still I can beat you like if you are dropped like you know it's like this so now I'm more confident who's your favorite MMA fighter my favorite MMA fighter is uh, Habib uh, favorite like greatest of all time I totally disagree with the notion that that Habib that Habib is the best fighter to have lived. Like no chance, no chance at all. Um, do you think that Makachev, if he defends the title a couple more times, that people will start calling Makachev the best lightweight to ever live? Uh, yeah, but Habib's style was so different. Like you know, he was like every fight. If you watch his every fight, he was smashing everyone. Like there was nobody on his level like you know he was like you know beating everyone like easily like you know uh he was just playing with them so you saw the fights it's it's a lot of difference so you will understand like why i am saying this uh my favorite is but i have i have more favorite fighters like you know Connor is my favorite fighter i like there are few fighters i like their style like you know uh, different fighters i like their different styles Corner style is like striking. I love his striking style. Like Habib, he's like a complete fighter. I like his every style. Like, you know, he smashed people. He's good in striking. He's good in guard. Everything, like, you know. And there are like a lot of fighters. Uh, uh, so they are like different, unique styles. Like, you know. Basically, the new version of Conor McGregor, the young version of Conor McGregor is basically Sean O'Malley. So do you think he's underrated or overrated? Ah, oh, bro, he's overrated. I think he's not. Come like... on, come on, really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. For me, yeah. He's fighting Cheeto Vera in a rematch. That's his only professional loss. Uh, how do you see that fight going? Uh, which one? Cheeto Vera. Uh, yeah. When? Where's that happening? I think it's happening in like three months or something. Okay. Let me let me see it. <laughs> do you do you can you pick a winner? Yeah, so sound already will be lost. Let me see what else I have for you. Yeah. Okay, I've got one for you. Well, yeah, one. I'll, I'll ask it. So, who do you think right now in the UFC has the best sander? Would you say it's um, Muslim Salakov, or would you say it's a different fighter? Uh, yeah, like. Islam, you see Islam fights, he has like similar kind of like, you know, Santa. How? Striking is, yeah. The, throw, the head kick he throws, it's Santa style, like the punches he goes, like is is like taking a like footwork style, everything is like similar to Santa. You would say Islam is um, a better Santa fighter than uh, everybody else? Yeah, Islam is I think better. Islam and uh, Zabit. So if if Zabit was around uh, today, do you think he'd probably be the champ? Yeah, I think so because he's like so good, like you know, in everything. Uh, if he was, I think he would be the 
he he would have been the champion. Final question of the show is Sander underrated. Ah uh, yes, and why? Ah uh, yeah, Sander is so underrated because, uh, you know, they uh, take it like very easily. In one championship, if you watch the one championship fights, there was a time like there uh, they had like five champions. All of them were Sander fighters. Like from uh, Philippines, all of them were Sander fighters. Uh, and and they have in one championship there there is good Sander fighters and they have like you know. A lot of uh, good wins, like a lot of, uh, because uh, you know Sanda fighters. I told you before, like Sanda fighters, uh, beginning they were not uh, trying to leave their game, like they wanted to stick to the Sanda. But now they are moving to MMA, so now it's like uh, improve. Uh, now it's everywhere, like you know, getting everywhere. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, King, for coming on the show. Is there any final remarks you want to say to the fans at home? As we wrap up the podcast, yeah, I would like to thank my Pakistani community, my Pakistani fans. They were supporting me all the time, like you know, my every fight they support me and they pray for me. Like it's a big thing for me, and I'm very thankful to all of you guys who are supporting me and love you. And thank you so much. And uh, what's your message in uh, Pakistani? Yeah, I'm saying to मैं आप सबका बहुत-बहुत शुक्रिया अदा करना चाहता हूं कि आप लोगों ने मुझे हर जगह पे सपोर्ट किया हर जगह मुझे दुआएं देते रहे और मुझे जो है ऐसे ही सपोर्ट करते रहे और मैं आप सबसे यह कहना चाहता हूं कि आप लोग भी अपने गोल की तरफ निकले जो मैंने अचीव किया आप लोग भी अचीव कर सकते हैं और अपने गोल की तरफ स्टिक रहे इंशाल्लाह आप लोग भी दिन जो है अपना गोल अचीव कर सकेंगे और आप सबका बहुत-बहुत शुक्रिया हमेशा मुझे सपोर्ट करने के लिए फॉलो शहजाद on Instagram, link in the description and follow Anything Combat on Spotify. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.